everyone, Ryan Russett back with our latest episode of On the Court. This week, sophomore Kyle Johnson and junior Luke Healy were kind enough to take some time to talk with the guys about game prep, their approach as they come off the bench, as well as how they got to St. John's in the first place. And the late night food debate rages on as we elicit a spirited defense of Gary's Pizza. So let's get to it. Here's Kyle Johnson and Luke Healy with hosts Tom Connell and John Russell. Um, so let's start, guys, by talking about your story, how you uh, ended up at St. John's. Luke, why don't you uh, start off? Tell us how you ended up um, a Johnny. Yeah, I, uh, out of high school, I went to University of Sioux Falls down in South Dakota. Um, spent a year there going to school and playing basketball. And I uh, it was a good experience, learned a lot of things, um, but wasn't everything I was hoping for in the university and basketball program. Um, so towards the end of the year, decided that I wanted to transfer, make a change. And throughout the recruiting process in high school, I had got to know Coach McKenzie really well, um, liked what he was about, like where the pro- program was headed. And ultimately, that's kind of where I ended up after Sioux Falls. And that's kind of how I got here. Um, my grandpa, Graduated in '64 uh, from St. John, so I was kind of introduced to SAU um, at a young age and came up for football games every fall. Um, so kind of always knew of it and always knew how great of a place it was. Just out of high school, it just didn't end up being St. John's. But then when I decided to transfer, I think that was ultimately I kind of knew when I transferred that's where I was going. I didn't didn't look at any other places. Yeah. Hey, hey, Luke, follow up on that. Uh, was your grandfather an athlete up at St. John's? No, he didn't play any sports here. Just went to school here. Okay. Well, that's okay, too. We know we know some of those 64 guys, though, from when uh, Coach Smith first showed up on the scene. That That's when he, uh, that's when he got okay. there. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Tell us your story. Yeah. Um, first was introduced to uh, Pat after my first AAU tournament uh, going into senior year. Um, we played up at, at Whitney in, in Sartell, I believe, or St. Cloud, wherever, that area. And um, it's funny because I actually played against, the first game I played against one of my fellow sophomores, Brady Spaulding. Um, we played against each other and we ended up both coming here. But throughout, throughout the rest of AAU, they kept showing up to games. Throughout high school, they kept sending people from all the way to the cities, you know, every night to watch me play and um, kind of the constant reaching out, sending the letters in the blue envelope and just kind of keeping in touch and showing that they wanted me in the visit in the football game. And it kind of made it easy um, of th- this could be a place I wanted to play at. Um, and they were good. I watched them play. Uh, so I thought kind of just with like showing the care that they wanted me, um, along with, you know, the things that I valued, I think it was a pretty easy choice. What AAU program did you play for? I played for the Minnesota Magic my 17U year. Okay. So you guys have had a pretty big impact coming off the bench this season. Um, talk to us a little bit about that mentality that you need to have to be really effective when you're coming off the bench. Cause you're both, I'm sure have, uh, have a lot of experience as starters. 
So now coming off the bench, it's a different, a little bit of a different mentality, right? Talk to us about that. Yeah, I think, I mean, we're, I think in general, we're really deep this year. And I think we all know that as a team. And I think we know that to win games and when we're playing at our best, I think we know that that's when nine, 10, 11 guys are all playing well. So I think at least personally, like mentality off the bench is that, you know, like the starters go into your thing, like get it going. But then we know that we're deeper than a lot of teams. So we can, at least I kind of go in with the mentality is that like most teams can't sub in four or five guys. So when we go in, we're still playing against other team starters and they're already worn down from our starters. So I think it's coming with that mentality that, and we're just another group of guys that can come in and keep the thing rolling and keep it going. Whereas most teams that we're playing are those guys are now struggling to keep up and, and getting tired. So I think it's just having that mentality of just coming in, being ready to go um, and just keep making things happen and kind of build off with the momentum that the starters have brought in. Yeah. And just to add to that, like some teams will dip um, bringing guys in or, you know, obviously want starters out there. Um, so kind of playing into that role of like, when we come in, like there's going to be no dip and we're going to just leave off right where they left, left it with us. Um, and that kind of like juices us up as far as like you're bringing in almost another starting lineup off the bench. So I think we just kind of go in with the mentality of like, you know, there's no dip and they're going to continue to get every, like each of us all game long. You, you know, it's interesting. You refer to it as there's no dip. I might argue and there is that little burst when you guys first make that change. And maybe it is because the other the other team's a little worn, but uh, you know the games the games I've been to in person I can actually feel that energy burst on the floor. So I'd, I'd give you credit for the burst and not just uh, a lack of a dip there. Seconded, absolutely. Hey, uh, so talk to us about what your strengths are. What you see as your strengths as uh, players. Yeah, I think team-wise, I think uh, depth is obviously the biggest one. I think the closeness of the group, how well we play together, I think um, our strengths that we have this year that have kind of helped us um, have some success this year. Very personal-wise, uh, I think just, I think, defense for myself is where I can kind of make, bring in a spark. And kind of, I think that kind of helps us just coming off the bench too, just being able to have a guy that, and hopefully go in and guard and um, bring some energy in the defense end where, like you guys said, like where another team's group of starters is getting tired, but then we can bring guys off the bench that can defend and keep that going. Yeah, you know, so Luke, question on uh, your stats here. This is not a gotcha moment. It's actually a moment here of uh, praise and support. It's, you've got some ridiculous field goal shooting numbers. You only shot eight threes. Uh, but you're shooting overall 57% from the field. Help us understand that. I have an idea, but why is it that your shooting percentage is so high? Your field goal shooting percentage is so high. Yeah, I think it's just taking the right ones. I think it's not, I would say when you look at my stats, I'm not taking 10, 11 shots a game. I would say that I'm taking more four or five shots a game and just taking not, I guess probably not forcing ones. I think just taking ones that are given to me and trying to get guys involved and keep everybody going and stuff and taking good shots. You get into the basket quite a bit too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which makes a difference, right? Kyle, talk to us a little bit yeah. about strengths. Yeah, so, what you um, I said for team stuff, kind of with the, the depth app, uh, like part of it is some nights, like maybe our main guys like won't have it going, but there's seven other guys that could get it going. So it's like, there's, there's not like a, a big rely on like one person or like one score that we all have the ability to like help really impact the game. And I think when with that, like we can be dangerous um, personally, try my best to, you know, when, when I get open shots is to knock them down and trying to get to the rim a little bit more, use some athleticism and then defense, you know, try and be like Healy a little bit on ball, but off ball, just, you know, I step in, take some charges, try and be in the right spot. So I think kind of just playing defense and, and hitting open shots is where I can help impact the game. And you guys are both um, big and strong. I mean, clearly committed to the strength training. You know, and it, it makes a difference in your game, especially defensively. So together, you guys, uh, you guys are also really good free throw shooters, mid 80s percentage wise. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your routine and then what it takes to be a, a really good free throw shooter. I think obviously practicing them um, is a big one. I think once. One thing we do at practice is we shoot free throws at the end of practice with each other and with the team and stuff watching. Um, and we usually put pressure on those free throws, whether that's uh, lines, running, whatever it is. So I think that helps just when you come into the game that you've taken some shots with at least some pressure. I know you can never replicate like the pressure of a game, but I think just practicing like stuff like that or shooting free throws with some pressure attached to it, I think kind of prepares you for when you get in the game and you shoot them. Yeah. I'd say like, like Healy said, I mean, we shoot them before practice, after practice during them. Biggest thing is just to continue to rep it. But I also think time spent outside of it. Um, what I always think of with free throws is when I'm shooting them is just how it's like just my dad and I in the backyard, just shooting free throws. And you can shoot with the sun in your eyes and mosquitoes and all that. Like you can hit them in a gym. So I think, uh, I guess also a little bit like create a little bit of, uh, yeah, kind of pressure, but some unwanted circumstances, I guess, of, you know, help you focus and, and then, uh, just shoot them like the, shoot them like in the backyard. Yeah. Mosquitoes will do that. They'll bring that kind of pressure, especially here. Hey, um, so tell us a little bit about your free throw routine and then maybe also any pregame routine you have that you might want to share. I would say uh, free throw routine. I usually go two dribbles, um, and that's it. Then shoot it, and that's kind of been the same since ever since I can remember, at least um, through high school. And pregame routine, nothing specific. I mean, obviously, uh, I like to move around sometime during the day before the game, just so when I show up getting off the bus, that's not the first time I've moved around. But no, like I don't have any specific like timing of things or like superstitions that I need to need to do that day. Yeah. For me, um, well, with the free throw routine, mine's two dribbles and a spin, a little spin the hand. So a little bit more than Healy's, but I think the spin just kind of like loosens me up a little bit, kind of drop into a little quarter squat kind of thing. And then, then I'll shoot it. But, uh, pregame routines like Healy, um, I shoot in the morning in the gyms pretty early 
And I think that that's going to stay for, you know, regular practice days or game days. It's just like, that's, that's the one non-negotiable for me um, is getting those shots up and some ball handling and stuff like that. Um, and then on the way to the game, most of the time I'll fall asleep on the bus. Not going to lie. Healy can back me up on that one. It's not most of the time. It's every time. Yeah, I know. Pre-game naps are good. But other than that, yeah, I play some music. Um, some songs will change. Some songs I have uh, set. But other than that, again, not su- not not really superstitious or anything like that. Just kind of get my mind right and then, you know, go out and play. You know, you're talking about uh, coming on and playing that tenacious D a little bit earlier, Luke, you know, and uh, and you too, Kyle, you know, coming out. It seems like with the up-tempo that you guys have, you just get a lot of energy when you start clamping down on D. And it, and that actually is picking up that tempo even more. So, it you know, the, it, it's great when you guys come in or, or even the starters, you know, but the, it seems like the game actually gets even more up-tempo when you guys really put the clamps on defensively, you guys feel that? Is it, is it a, is it a call you make that, okay, now it's time. And and the whole game picks up from the defense. I think, I mean, I think we really are successful when we push off getting stops. So I think when you get a couple of stops on D and then you're pushing the ball in transition, other teams get tired, you get a couple easy buckets. And then I think, that's where some of that momentum starts to build. And then all of a sudden it's a lot easier on defense. And then the hoop looks a lot bigger when you're shooting. So I think just getting some stops, pushing in transition and getting some of those easy buckets. And then, I mean, we've all gone against that. And I mean, you know how it feels when you can't score and then the other team's pushing it in transition and getting easy baskets. And then it's just back and forth. And all of a sudden you're down. 10 before you know it. So I think just building on those stops, getting some energy from that, and then using those stops to get easy buckets, I think is kind of where that momentum comes from. Yeah. Like, like Keely said, it's hard to push when, you know, they score every time down. So anytime we're getting some stops and we're out and running, the pressure builds on them and, and we can feel that. Like I can feel that when I'm playing defensive, they're kind of hitting the panic button a little bit. Um, trying to, trying to get a, get a basket because they haven't scored in a few possessions and just like that, that gives me life um, on defense. And yeah, I like, as soon as you get that stopper steal or, you know, he at least like gets a hand on the ball, like we're out and running and it's, it's just fun to play like that. It's fun. It's energy gets crowd going, gets, gets the team going. That's just my favorite thing to do. And you got a really great, loud, active bench, regardless of who's sitting on it. Right. It's, it's yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, almost every game they'll uh, the ref will have to sit them down because we'll be standing too much. So we we find we we take joy in that. Okay, so how about uh, plans after college, Kyle? We got a chance to talk to you a little bit. Just kind of you can summarize for us what you're thinking. You know about you're a psych major, correct? Yep. Yeah, talk to us a little bit about where, where you think that's going. Not exactly sure what, what all the future holds. You know, obviously we'd love to play basketball as long as possible. But yeah, what I was interested in was kind of the criminal psychology investigations, stuff like that to do with kind of some high profile cases, I guess. Uh, but still kind of ironing out the wrinkles as far as what exactly a title would be or what would that do. So that's why I 
stay to, stay going to class, make sure I know what I'm doing. But yeah, just kind of looking somewhere, hopefully along that that, that forensic um, area. I uh, I'm an accounting major, um, and I have an internship this summer with a public accounting firm. So I think I'll, that'll I'll probably just start in public accounting after college and kind of see where it goes from there. But I like work with numbers and people and stuff. So hopefully something in the accounting finance industry. It's great. The accounting people were always the ones that got the first jobs. First people to be like, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I got a gig. Yeah, they do recruit super early, um, which is kind of nice just because yeah. it does take off some pressure your senior year where you're not scrambling and stuff during second semester for a job. Uh, you you mentioned you mentioned having an internship and and Kyle, you know, you probably have something going over the summer too. How about in, in the summer, you guys uh based up there down here in the cities and, and playing in the summer leagues? Yeah, I'm I'll live at home back in Hudson. Um I did last summer and this summer will too and then uh, yeah, last summer I played in the summer league just with we had I don't know uh, what do you think? Maybe nine or ten guys that played. Yep. Um, just local city guys. But yeah, so we'll play in that. So um, late at night, St. Joe, uh, you're hungry. What's your go-to? Hypothetical, go-to. of course. You're in St. Joe late at night. <laughs> <I'm> hungry. <laughs> no, the <laughs> the famous well. I got, I go Brandon Edelman and Ryan Thiessen, him and I, or us three, we always go to quick trip at least like once on the weekend. And it's like, it's normally some stoop, like we'll get a chicken sandwich, which probably isn't great for you, but um, kind of that late night, we'll get, you know, a chocolate milk or something with it. But no, the the one place we'll go late at night in St. Joe for sure is quick trip. All right. Quick trip with three votes now. Luke? I like Gary's. I think some people knock it, but I, don't, I like their pizza. And it, and at any time, I their sausage pizza is good. I love that. Gary's has probably got two votes, right? On, yeah, uh, they've, they've had a couple. There. Yeah, they're, McDonald's they're gonna like, is still in the lead. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna like hearing that uh, Luke likes the sausage, especially. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. So no Taco John's though. No Taco John's. Yeah, pay the price for that. If you do that, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, you go the next day. All right, John, do you have any other any other no, questions? It's been, been great visiting with you guys. It's fun watching you guys play. Great getting to know you a little bit here this morning. And uh, we'll look forward to you guys just uh, continuing to excel down the stretch here. Yeah. Keep doing great work. All right, we're all cheering for you. Yeah. Appreciate your time so today. Doing this. You bet. You guys, yeah. you guys have a great day. Yep, thanks for setting us up. Thank you too. Absolutely. Thanks for jumping on. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. And that was junior Luke Healy and sophomore Kyle Johnson. Thanks, guys, for making the time. The Johnnies picked up a pair of wins at home against Carlton and on the road against McAllister to stay undefeated at home and improve to 15 and 4 on the season. 13-1 in conference play. Next up, the Johnnies travel to Minneapolis tonight for a 7 p.m. tip against Augsburg and host St. Scholastica Saturday for the annual Alumni Senior Day. Then take on Concordia Monday evening. 
at Sexton Arena right here in Collegeville. Watch or listen to all the exciting live action of Johnny Basketball right on their website at gojohnnies.com. This season of No Place I'd Rather Be is brought to you by the Sexton Family Foundation, helping usher in the next generation of leaders, and Sixth Man Enterprises, creating a state of readiness. Thank you for making this project possible. The Johnny Basketball Alumni Association wants you. Check out johnnybasketballalumni.org to sign up today or click the link in the show notes. Be sure to keep those dials tuned to Benchwarmers Media this Friday as we welcome the 2024 recipient of the Father Walter Rieger Distinguished Alumnus Award and longtime supporter of Johnny Basketball, 58 grad Jim Bassett. All episodes of No Place I'd Rather Be are available wherever you go for your podcast needs or at our website at benchwarmersmedia.com. No Place I'd Rather Be is a Benchwarmers Media production in association with Nine Pines Podcasts. I'm Ryan Russell. Thanks for listening.